Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How about that? You should have been pulled in the form of they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fit that they had faith in you. And you. It's time for another edition of the Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo Baseball Podcast. It's episode 33. On today's show, Christopher Deary and Michael Gobier talk about the one-month point of the season. Who's been the best, who's been a bust, and everything in between. We got one more month to go, so strap in as the boys talk about fantasy baseball like nobody else. Take it away, boys! Welcome in! You're listening and looking live at the Hey, it's Rico Palazzo Baseball Podcast. It's August 27th. Jesus Christ. 2020. We're 40 years old now, dearie. We did it. We made it. It happened. Five years ago, we celebrated a birthday together with some Five years ago? Or five days ago. I don't know. I'm having a a bourbon right now, man. It's been a rough day. (laughs) Bourbon. Mm. There's already a show called Baseball, Bourbon, and Beer. That's right. Yeah, Kerlin's got that. Kerlin and Mike Simeon do so. Mm-hmm. We can't take that, but uh, you know, I don't know. This is about baseball, and baseball is very strange right now because you know you had postponements on Wednesday from the hurricane, and then you have postponements from the shooting of Jacob Blake, and players decided to take the day off. Um, there's been a lot of sentimental gestures. Dominic Smith, you know, he cried his eyes out in front of the whole press corps yesterday that was uh i mean he was like bawling yeah that was not uh it was not easy to see yeah doc rivers had some really eloquent comments he made about what it's like to be black parent versus a white parent he's he his point was so great you know i tried to do this on quality start yesterday my internet was all fucked up i don't know what happened i I recorded like 45 minutes of rants (laughs) because i tried to do it three times that some reason it was all choppy every time it was done and I talked about how Doc Rivers said hey, he just wanted to be a base, a basketball coach. You know, he's like, I should just be a basketball coach. I shouldn't have to even talk about this stuff. And that says it all to me, you know? Yeah. Some people are comfortable in this situation in a public space talking about certain issues. And 
Others are not. Um, Doc Rivers was very honest about what he said. He was he was very moved by you know some of the gestures that some of the other NBA players were making. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it started with the Bucks. You know, sitting out yesterday, and I was text. I was t- telling you before the show, I was texting somebody. I said, "Be prepared because this is going to go across all sports where teams are going to opt out today and opt out tomorrow, and maybe through the weekend." And I got a text today. My buddy Derek says, "Okay, so half my team says it's postponed. Is it COVID, hurricane, or boycott?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's, yeah. One, it's one of the three. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing." And yeah, well, this it's a, it's just a bizarro time. So hey, this is the Rico Palazzo Baseball Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's, of course. And you can always find us on Twitter. You can email the show Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's at protonmail.com. Uh, we were supposed to have on Marty Tallman and Roger Castillo this week, but uh, we had many scheduling conflicts. So we're going to have him on next week. Uh, Roger got a new car, though. Congratulations, Roger, on the brand new Honda. Looking good. Well done. Did he send you pictures? Oh. He did. Yeah. I got a couple picks. All right. Very you get nice. a truck, truck, a SUV. No, no, no. Sedan. Very nice, very nice uh, gas efficient, tiny little Honda. So kudos to you, Mr. Castillo. We love you, Marty. We'll have you guys on next week. We'll talk Tigers. We'll talk baseball and uh, that'll be fun. So uh, in today's show, we're just going to keep it brief. We're going to talk about uh, some of the first month break, you know, who's been good, who's been bad in the first month and uh, how some of our predictions have looked so far and, what we can expect going forward. But uh, uh, currently, you know, what's going on in baseball right now that's got your, uh, that's grabbed your attention? You know, Lucas Giolito threw the no-hitter this week. That was really cool. That was awesome, uh, man. 13 strikeouts. He's kind of been, yeah, he's been, up, he's been up and down this season. So uh, I'm not a huge White Sox fan, but I was rooting for that no-hitter. That's for sure. Yeah, Lucas Giolito's a really cool dude. So I, I like him a lot. I don't have any, uh, I can't think of a league where I have him in. Uh, I liked him a lot coming into the season, but I never committed or I couldn't get him in the right moment. And sometimes that's the way a draft goes. But uh, that was really cool, man. Congratulations to Giolito and the White Sox. No hitter. Almost had a perfect game. One one walk. That's all it was. So it was a flawless outing. And then Jacob DeGrom yesterday struck out 14 <laughs> Marlins, and he did that on 100 pitches too. I mean, he's just... If Garrett, yeah, but there was the talk about who's the best starting pitcher in baseball coming into the season. Garrett Cole versus Jacob Degrom, and it's clearly Jacob Degrom still because Garrett Cole struggled a little bit yesterday. He struck out nine Braves, but he gave up five earned. He gave up that mammoth blast to Ronald Acuna to lead off the game. So there's no argument there. Well, think about it this way: Jacob Degrom has been as lights out and successful for what four or five years now. I mean, Garrett Cole just started breaking out about a year and a half ago. Obviously all the talent in the world, high draft pick superstar in college mm-hmm. and just didn't really start putting it together till he got to Houston. So the track record with the Grom is he's, he's been more consistent over these last, you know, four or five years. So it's not surprising what he's been doing. Uh, was it another no decision last night though for him? I think it was. Uh, yeah, I think it was. This poor guy. He's gonna end up with like ninety wins in his career. Yeah, I think they went they went ahead in the eighth inning. They won five to four. Um, yeah, that's too bad. But hey, that's how it goes. That's how the cookie crumbles. So pitching, you know, there's some good pitchers out there. And as far as hitting wise, uh you know, there's a lot of guys that are still bopping. Charlie Blackman had a grand slam yesterday, so we still owe him a debt of gratitude, man. He really is that was a prediction I got way wrong. So we've said it many times. We need someone to make us a Charlie Blackman shirt that just says, we're sorry. 
We are sorry, Mr. Blackman. So we apologize. Uh, but let's get into leading off. I want to take a look at the first month. We have, my personal opinion is this. We can do the both league MVPs, or we can just do the overall MVP and then our Cy Young, or we can break it into leagues. What do you want to do? Uh, we'll let's break league. it into leagues. Let's just break okay. it into leagues. we got about right. a half hour here. We can do that. Let's do AL. Okay, so let's start with MVP. Now, there's no picking pitcher for MVP in our world, okay? Because the pitchers have Cy Young, so we're not doing that. We can't do that. I say we choose MVP only as hitters, and that's why the signing exists, so the pitchers can have their own award. Okay, so how about that? I Sounds say, good. okay, so for hitters in the MVP and the AL so far, <sighs> I'm going to go maybe Jose Abreu. Okay, there's no argument there. I mean, he had a huge weekend last weekend, of course, <laughs> so he shot up the charts, but uh, he's been fantastic. And, you know, he really is kind of a, a durable reliable guy and i don't think i give him enough credit maybe because he doesn't always walk a ton and that i always hang my head on that i gotta let that go man i i feel bad because it's not really fair to say that either so jose abreu is currently my mvp in the al one month into the season we're one month in i'm saying it so that's what i got how about you yeah, I'm looking at my rankings at the start of the season. Abreu, I had him as the eighth best first baseman. He's basically a top 10 fantasy player right now. I think he's really gotten an uptick this year by being surrounded by just mashers. I mean, that White Sox lineup is deadly, and it's going to be for a long time. Uh, I'm going to stay in the same division. I'm going to go with Nelson Cruz. Uh, the Minnesota Twins are in first place. He's got 11 home runs, 27 RBIs, 23 runs, batting 315, um, OPS over 1,000. I know he doesn't play the field at all. Um and I guess Abreu kind of DHs a lot as well. Uh, but for Nelson Cruz to be doing at the age that he's doing it at, uh, you know, he's a top 15 player in all leagues. It's it's just unbelievable. Got off to a super hot start, and he's just continued to do it. This guy is going to be ending up in the conversation to get in the Hall of Fame by the time his career is done because of how he's been able to, you know, just mash all the, all the way throughout his career, and especially in, you know, his twilight years here at the end. So I'm going to go with Nelson Cruz. Hmm. Interesting. I was, my runner-up would actually be uh, Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt's been outstanding in the AL. So I was, oh, I was especially with yeah, especially with all those injuries the Yankees have had. Yeah, and you know he's hitting three hundred too. He's not just a masher. So mm-hmm. Luke Voigt be my runner-up. That's my backup pick. Uh, how about over in the NL? I mean, it's an obvious choice. How about someone <laughs> besides Fernando Tatis Jr. though? Because that's obvious. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously Tatis. He's six. If it wasn't yeah, if it wasn't Tatis, who would you pick? I mean, I mean, there's a handful of guys here. I mean, Mookie Betts has lived up to what he was supposed to be. He's having an incredible season. Bryce Harper has really showed up. Uh, I really would like to know what Juan Soto's stats would be like if he had 50 more at-bats like Tatis does Uh, because he is already in the conversation as a top 10 fantasy guy this year, and he's only – had 71 at bats. He's got 18 RBIs, eight home runs, betting 380. I said at the start of the season, I thought he was someone that I I could possibly take with the third pick. I didn't end up taking him because of of COVID and him having to sit out. But I think Juan Soto has been just absolutely amazing. And of course, Charlie Blackman. Unfortunately, the Rockies have kind of fallen apart. They lost like seven yeah. of eight. They came yeah, back they were and eleven won. and four. 
Yeah, they, they've kind of fallen apart, and it's going to be tough to catch the Dodgers and the way the Padres are playing. So uh, it, it's tough well, no, for they're, Black. They're still, they're still in it, though, because of the playoffs, oh, of right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's in it, you know, in terms of... The Giants of, I mean, are in the playoffs, last I checked. Yeah, the Tigers are two games out. I mean, it's going to be really, really crazy as we get to, what, we got four or five days to the trade deadline here. Uh, it seems like everybody could probably make a move, exception of maybe two or three teams. Yeah, the, the Rockies are... <laughs> They're the, one of the top eight teams, so you got to be top eight, right, to get in the playoffs? That's all you got to do. Doesn't matter what division. I mean, these MLB playoffs are more forgiving than like fantasy <laughs> leagues I'm in. It's totally bogus. If MLB was this wide open, why weren't well, – here we go again. I don't want to start talking. About calm this. down. Calm down. It's so stupid. Four fucking teams? It's so dumb. MLB is doing 16 <laughs> baseball teams in their playoffs. We're doing four in ours. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I am so sick of the inconsistency everywhere. I mean, everywhere from fantasy to real world and from hurricanes and, and just violence and postponements. And this stuff is really kind of exhausting. And the reason it's exhausting is because there's money involved, too. That's the problem. Like, I agree. Yeah, you should. When you're putting money on the line, that makes it different because it's not just like, oh, this is for fun. Oh, well, no big deal. No, there's, and if. You know, there's also a point where you should probably only play in a certain amount of fantasy leagues. And again, that's my fault. Yeah, you you got Everyone excited. Knows my story. You get you got excited. Uh, this is what I've been telling my fantasy football leagues. I was like, let's not play for money at all this year, uh, because we have no idea what's going to happen if the season is right. going to happen, if guys are going to opt out, um, yeah. if there's going to be COVID issues. Let's not play for any money at oh, all. Oh, people think it's unfair though. Like this is my year. I built up to this, and yeah. now we're not playing for money. Well, fuck yeah, well, that. yeah, it's a different year, win. dude. It's a different year. Yeah, but back to the baseball thing. Like, look, I get it. Like, it's a COVID year. There's only 60 games. I'm fine with them having 16 teams make the playoffs. Whatever. It's going to be fun as hell to watch. They need to bring in more revenue streams. But the fact that some of the fantasy leagues that specifically you're in and other people that I've talked to, oh, yeah, we're going to cut cut it in half. We're going to take only four teams. That's That's kind of crazy. In fantasy, I have no problem with leagues – you know, taking half the half the teams into the playoffs. That, that's that's absolutely fine with me. But four teams out of what? There's 12 teams in that league, 14 that's teams? 14. In league? 14. Yeah, that's absurd. Take your six teams. You're, you're normally six, right? Yes. What was the reasoning behind four? Uh, because they wanted to have more weeks of the regular season. Well, they could have done multi-matchups instead. It was poorly designed, poorly yeah. done, and the commissioners have to be held accountable for it. And I'm going to hold him accountable on this show. Fortunately, they never listen to this show. But if they did, they would know that I constantly am challenging their authority. And I think it's disappointing. As a commissioner, I've been a commissioner. You have to be able to take the heat. You know, if you want to be in the job, you got to stand in there and take it. You know, you have to accept criticism. Listen to your constituents and make adjustments. You got to listen to your owners. That's what it's all about. Every year there needs to be, you know, you know, a get together, you know, the, one of the fancy football leagues I I'm in at the end of the year, we all get together. We go to the bar together and we talk about new things that we want to do for next year. Yeah. We throw exactly. some things out for a vote and you know, things have changed a ton over the five years that I've been in this league. And that's how, you know, if, especially if you're a commissioner, you need to listen to the owners, man. Uh, all right. So let's talk right. Cy Young's then Cy Young sure. and the AL obvious choice is Bieber, right? We can't even argue that, but if it wasn't Bieber, who else would it be? Or probably Lance Lynn. Ooh, Lance Lynn. Or, or, Ken, or Kenta Maeda. Kenta Maeda has been really damn good, too, man. Uh, but, Dylan yeah, Bundy? I mean, Dylan Bundy. I mean, Lance Lynn, dude. I mean, 45 innings pitched, 1.59 ERA. He, he's gone 100 pitches 
every single outing he's been out there. So he's been really good. Dylan Bundy. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's sh- shown up like, you know, maybe only you thought he would at the start of the season. So he's been huge, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it's Bieber. The guy's got 75 strikeouts, only nine walks through 46 innings. I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy. Uh, the Indians are in a total fight right now with the White Sox and the no, Twins. You're going, you're going land. So that's a good pick. Yeah, I mean, Texas hasn't really been very good, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's, shit, you're right. One point five nine ERA is great. And we, I mean, we knew Bieber was a stud. I mean, Bieber was a top ten guy. I mean, Lynn was somebody who was a little further down. So if if you're looking at someone kind of off the cuff, uh, I think Lance Lynn might be your guy. National League, National League's a lot tougher. Yeah, well, the only negative for Lynn is he's walked fourteen guys. That's the only negative. Otherwise, everything's stellar, and he goes deep into games, and you could always count on it. And that's. He's basically been the Rangers stopper. So that's great news. And I commend you, Mr. Lind. You have an incredible beard. We love it. And uh, you're a total badass. Does he get traded? I think he would get traded. He should. But I don't know if they'll be able to find a suitor or Mm -hmm. the right deal because people aren't trying to. I mean, he's he's on the second year of the two year deal he signed, I believe. Or was it a three year deal? It was either a two or three year deal for thirty million dollars. I think it was a three year deal. Nice year. Nice deal for the Rangers. And it worked out fantastically. Yeah. Uh, Taiwan Mike Walker that traded the Blue Jays today. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Taiwan Walker traded the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays were looking for pitching. I thought they'd try to go get Chad Cool or Trevor Williams from the Pirates, but uh, Williams got torched this week. He looked terrible. He gave up eight earned runs yesterday against the White Sox. Uh, Chad Cool's pitching tonight. I'm not Pirates are what he's awful. doing right now. But they were playing a doubleheader against the Cardinals. So, uh, yeah, so Taiwan Walker goes to Blue Jays. Uh, I don't know if that ups his value or not because now he's got to go to the, uh, the East and – I don't know. I, I just don't like pitchers in the East as much. It always bothers no, me. There's no. a lot of big-time hitters over there. Though, maybe, I mean, with the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays are a great offensive team. They really are. And so are the Orioles. The Orioles have been a great offensive team. And then you have the Yankees, who are a little depleted, but they'll be back. They're there. They're still hanging around. The Red Sox, pitching is awful, but their offense is still pretty decent. And then they got to play all the teams in the NLE. So I don't know, man. <laughs> Yes. We'll see how that goes. I think I'd rather pitch in the West than the East if I had a choice. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So, so, we thinking, so are we thinking Darvish or DeGrom here? Is there an outside shot of somebody else? Maybe a Max Freed? Hmm. Well, for yeah. the NL? Yeah. Uh, I think it probably got to give it to... Freed is... This is what uh, we were talking about last night over on the uh, Road Fanatic pod about how Freed is... He's got a 1.35 ERA. It's incredible. And he's been outstanding, but he doesn't dominate. And so even though I like him a lot, the challenge to me from the people that were talking to me was that he doesn't dominate. He doesn't strike out nine guys per, you know, he doesn't have a K per nine of nine. It's just a hair under nine. Just a hair. It's 38 strikeouts of 40 innings. And guys like Trevor Bowers probably be my choice. That'd be my number one choice because Trevor Bowers has been the best pitcher in the National League. Hmm. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I, should, I should have thrown Bauer in there. Um, you Darvish, you Darvish has been in, incredible. Uh, Darvish, Darvish, Degrom, you know, for, and for a, Bauer a, have been great. Yeah, for a Cubs staff that we were really, really shaky about, and obviously some of those guys have come back to earth, and he's lived up to what we were hoping he was going to be able to do. I totally agree on that Freed thing. I, I, I like Max Freed. I think he's a really, really good pitcher. I actually traded him in the offseason for Anthony Rizzo and a couple draft picks. There's some other guys involved. Um, but yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's probably Bauer. I mean it is. To me, it's Bauer. I mean DeGrom's awesome, but I'm going Bauer because he's been 
he's been particularly special this year. So I'm taking note he's of that. In your, he's in your mind like every day too. I don't know what it is. There's something about this guy, man. He's like, it's like when we were talking a couple of weeks ago or last week when we were talking with, uh, what's his face? Uh, Rob. And we were talking about like Trevor Bowers, like the perfect, just, uh, you know, Ricky Vaughn for major league. Like, it, yeah, he's got these antics and like, you know, he's always tweeting out some crazy stuff. Uh, he has yeah, some great a beer on the mound the other day, he has some great interviews. He's a guy that you either love or you absolutely hate. Um, and he's, he's lived up to, I mean, I think both of us were on board of him having a really, really good year and he's certainly lived up to it. Absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, what about the rookie of the year for the American league. Now rookie of the year seems to be between two guys. In my opinion, Luis Robert or Kyle Lewis of the Mariners. Kyle Lewis continues to hit for an average that has really shocked me. He's hitting 353, <clears throat> over 100 at-bats now. He's at 116 at-bats. It's crazy. He's got a 440 on base. He's struck out 33 times, which is less than I thought. So Robert struck out seven more times. He's had 40 <laughs> strikeouts. Um, but they have similar stats in terms of power numbers. Each has seven home runs. And about 18 to 20 RBI, but the the average to Lewis is skyrocketing much higher, and an OPS of almost a thousand. So, to me, it's a no brainer. I think the rookie of the year in the AL is Kyle Lewis. I I agree with you on that, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he he wasn't somebody you were talking about. I think Vegas had Luis Robert as like, I mean, he was like even money to win to win rookie of the year, and and he's well, and he's played well. He's played really he's right well. There. He's the, right there. Yeah, he's in this fantastic lineup. He's he's obviously proven that he is a major league, you know, stud already. But yeah, what Kyle Lewis has been able to do, I mean, Kyle Lewis wasn't drafted in a lot of fantasy leagues. Luis Robert was drafted in a lot of leagues. Kyle Lewis was not drafted. He was picked up in many leagues by the second week, and he's still continuing to do it, batting 350 right now. I mean, it's absolutely nuts. I have him in two leagues, and they were both pickups. I did not draft him. And he's been able to do it on a Mariners team that's that's been fun, at least. I mean, they've been yeah. able to put a, put some runs up. Uh, they lost their first game to the Padres today, but they're up six two in the uh, third inning tonight in the second game. So uh, he's been re- he's been really really nice, and I hope that uh, this continues for the rest of the year. And uh, you know, Seattle's an interesting team because they got a lot of young talent. They got Jared Kalenic, who's probably going to be up next year. Um, you know, you got Kyle Lewis, J.P. Crawford has a little bit of a resurgence this year. If they can find some pitching, they could be an exciting team out west over the next few years. Kyle Lewis has walked 19 times already. That's amazing. 19 walks to 33 Ks. That is a much better ratio than I ever would have expected from him. And I must acquiesce. He's been fantastic. I just don't, I know he was a highly touted prospect. He had major knee injuries that set him back for a couple of years. But last season, he came up late and he had a power surge, hit like six, seven home runs late in the year. And this year, he's just picked right up where he left off. So, I mean, it wasn't like he was a, a low-brow kind of afterthought prospect, but here he is. So congratulations. I'm st- I'm a little surprised. I mean, just wasn't supposed to be this good. So. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. It's not, it's not something we were really talking about too much, but I mean, he, he was able to walk uh, at a pretty decent rate in the minors when he did get the at bats and he wasn't, you know, injured. But he also mm-hmm. struck out a ton and. The strikeouts are down a little bit, which is great. But I, I mean, everybody strikes out in the majors, so it doesn't matter. His BABIP right now is 440, so everything he's he's you know touching, he's murdering. 
but also he did this through the minors. Like in 2019, AA Mariners, 122 games, he had a bad bit of 367. So like he's he's gonna have a pretty decent bad bit because you know he just hits the ball hard. Wow. Well, I misjudged him, and I'm immediately apologizing for that. Mike, there's wrong. like 900 players we're trying to evaluate, man. Some guys are gonna slip through the cracks. No, it's not good enough. Uh, okay, let's go to National League. National League Rookie of the Year, the roadie. I am going with Christian Javier. Do you have an objection or an alternate choice to that? Because Christian Javier, come up, and he's just pitching like five to six innings every time, getting Ws, striking guys out. Uh, the walks are not got awful. He's had 11 walks so far in 31 innings. That's not. He could have been worse because his walk percentage in the minors was higher. But, you know, he's been pretty good, and he's keeping a batting average of under 200. That's That's pretty damn... Impressive. Did you say National League? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm talking. God, I'm living in the past. I'm living in the past. <laughs> Dude, remember when they played? And there, Christian Javier has been really good. I think we should talk about him, though. I grew up with the National League being a, you know, Houston Astros being a National League team. Yeah, and the Brewers were in the American League. Yeah, God damn it. Uh, yeah, so Houston's not in the National League. So let's 86 that. But yeah, Christian Javier has been good, and he deserves credit for that. Congratulations, Christian. Uh, all right, so National League Rookie of the Year. I think this is much more difficult. Do you have someone in mind that sticks out? Because I don't. I feel like I, I, I need to bring some stuff up to figure this out. I mean, I mean, Dustin May has been pretty good, but he's only pitched 29 innings. Um, you know, he's had 20 strikeouts, seven walks. Uh, uh, you know, you talk hitters, Sam Hilliard of the Rockies, maybe. Uh, Jake Cronenworth of the Padres. Yeah, he's Michigan, man. He's, he's come out of absolutely nowhere. Sitting 357, 413 OBP. You know, still less than 100 at bats. He's played in 27 games, though. So I don't know. I, I think it's a lot more murky with the National. Uh, how many years has now. Austin Slater been with the Giants? <laughs> uh, he's been their minor league system for a while, from what I gather. Yeah. Is he considered a rookie this year? I know he was there last year. I, I, have, I, think, no, I have no idea how long he's been with the Giants. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I think he. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the history of Austin Slater. I don't think he is a rookie. I think he has been around for a while. He's, yeah, he's like a utility. What about Trent Grisham? He's not a rookie. He played the Brewers last year. God, Lost his rookie eligibility. Uh, yeah, yeah. see, that's the thing sometimes. Sometimes these guys play. Yeah, yeah technicality. Uh, so it's so rookie eligibility-wise, it really is pretty thin. It's like Jake Cronenworth, uh, Sam Hilliard, who hasn't been that great. And no. then pitching-wise, there's like, in the National League, there's really not a lot of guys. There's Logan Webb of San Francisco, who's been, you know, not great. Okay. But all the good rookie pitchers are in the AL, besides yeah. Dustin May, like I said. And that's it. David Peterson of the Mets, but he only pitched briefly. He got hurt. So slim picking. I don't know what to tell you. I don't have any answers for you here. All right. We'll go with Jake Cronenworth. <laughs> Yay! Congratulations, Jake Cronenworth. Jake, you're the, the big year. winner. That's how it's going to end up right now, unless Sam Hilliard pours it on. He's heated up a little bit recently. So, And if Edwin Rios could get more playing time, I really think he could have been the rookie of the year, but there's just no at-bats, so it's not going to happen. But well, Alec, I mean, Bohm, Alec Bohm still could finish strong. He got called up late, and he has played well since he got called up in 12 games. There's been so many guys called up in the last couple of weeks. It's 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 been it's been great, and it's, yeah. I don't I don't know if it's because it is a COVID shortened sprint or or not, uh, but it's been great to see some of these guys pulled up. All right, let's talk uh, disappointments now. One month disappointments. People ball, who have, ball, ball, disappointment. people have been a huge buzzkill, and uh, one of them is Shogo Akiyama of the Reds. Now he was signed as like this guy that was. 
pretty highly uh, recruited. It wasn't the only team that wanted him. There was a lot of teams that wanted Shogo Akiyama, but he ended up with the Reds. He's hitting 200. Uh, he doesn't play every day. Sometimes he plays, sometimes he doesn't. He still has not hit a home run in this era. Still kind of surprising to me. Has one steal, OBP of 280. It's just garbage. It's just looks like he's not acclimated well. The Reds have maybe not given him the flow to be in a rotation to play every day because there's too many damn outfielders. So. Yeah. I don't know, but then again, they have a lot of injuries, and there's a lot of people who are in and out of the lineup, so there seems like there would have been enough opportunity for him. That's where I stand on Shogo. He's been a bust. So are we going kind of like off the board, guys? We're not even going? Like, I mean, where was Shogo? You can go like, mainstream. No. There's so many guys. Any, uh, anyone what, what about Eldoberto Mondesi? Absolutely right. terrible. I mean, this guy was a ADP top 50 in a lot of leagues. Got no home runs, two RBIs. He does have eight stolen bases, but he's betting 214 with an OPS of 512. Yeah. That's really, really bad for a guy. I mean, this is just, I mean, I'm looking here at a, you know, this is one of my Yahoo leagues, you know, standard five by five. He's he's currently ranked as a 1,063rd best player. Preseason, he was 49th. Absolutely terrible. It's not like the Royals have been awful. The Royals have been able to put up some runs, and a guy like Whit Merrifield's been actually better than what he was projected at the start of the season. So Mondesi's been terrible. Another guy who's been awful is Jose Altuve. Altuve has not been able to figure it out at all this year, and and he's been a mess. And he's someone who was taken probably in the you know second third round in a lot of leagues. I had a little prediction thing I did the other day. My insanely idiotic things I did on the quality start on Tuesday, I think, and uh, mine about Alderberto Mondesi was that he'd have more steals than combined home runs and RBI. And right now... Holy shit. Oh, Where's it at right now? Two. He has two combined home runs and RBI. Zero homers, two RBI. Oh, my God. So right now, I mean, it's 9-2, to two and there's 30 days left, so we'll see how that changes. But I like my chances. I really do. You know, another guy that's been pretty disappointing, I mean, you got Eugenio Suarez has been really disappointing, 150. You know, 158 average right now. He's been really bad. I I mentioned this a few weeks ago. I think he's still hampered by a shoulder injury. He has to be. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it, it's been a mess for him. And uh, another guy that I think people were maybe a year too early on was Victor Robles. Uh, he he's also yep. not having a very good season. He only got one steal right now. Uh, yep, totally bogus. No power at all. Uh, so he's a guy that you know a lot of people reached early on him, and he has not showed up at all. Yeah, I know uh, Steve Val did in our league. He drafted him highly. He's like, yeah, but have speed galore, or he got a big trade for him. And it's not, it's not panned out because the people. That's another thing too. The stolen bases you're expecting from steals guys have not been there at all. Trey Turner, Francisco Lindor. Although Trey Turner has been stealing a little bit more recently, Lindor still has not stole a base, and this season's halfway over. It's not going to happen. Not, not, not batting in the three hole. It's over. Yeah, yeah it's over. Uh, he's gonna. Either be traded or he's going to sign with somebody else here in the next year and a half. And uh, Francisco will end up with a new squad, most likely. And someone's going to overpay for him. It's been, yeah, it's, so it's been a real mess. Other players that have stunk are players that you would expect to be great. But unfortunately, they just have not met your needs. And I would like to nominate Matt Olson, even though he has 10 home runs. He's batting 178, but he does, I know. He does have a 300 OBP, which is pretty impressive for a guy hitting 178. Which is he's essentially either walking, striking out, or hitting a home run. He's truly a three outcome guy right now. Yeah, I mean he's not a guy who was going to bat three hundred for you. He's more of a two fifty no. to two sixty five hitter. But yeah, what's he batting right now? One sixty. I mean he does have the ten home runs, which has been great. And the A's are playing well, but 
It's yeah, 22 walks. He's batting 178. 36 strikeouts to 22 walks. Actually, not a terrible ratio for him. It's not like it's way out of whack. Uh, it could be worse. He could be Josh Bell. Yeah, seven yeah. walks to 33 strikeouts. Yeah, it's it's a disappointment, but I I mean the swing is there if he's still hitting those home runs, and I I think he has a shot to turn it around here. I still think he's a really really good player, and it's a great lineup. But yeah, the returns have been a little disappointing. I mean, same thing with Anthony Rizzo. He's someone who started out really, really well, and he hasn't really given you much here the last, you know, two, three weeks. I have Rizzo and Olsen in one of my leagues, and it's it's kind of been rough go with both of them. Well, here's a bust I nailed, Eduardo Escobar. He's <laughs> What's he doing? I haven't even looked. I don't own him in any leagues. Show me, give me some stats. One eighty nine batting average right now. Two seventy eight OVP. He's got three home runs, and he does have fifteen RBI, which is not got awful. But that's it. Otherwise. He has just been bad. So I nailed that one. I feel good about that. And his partner in crime, Danny Santana, also been terrible and really been removed from playing time because uh, Willie Calhoun, Nick Solak, other guys have been given opportunities. There's Who so else? Many, they're, they're, oh, I mean, someone, someone, that I wasn't, someone that I wasn't high on at all, uh, but some people liked him was Andrew Benintendi. Mm. Andrew Benintendi has four hits. He doesn't even play anymore. What about yeah. these two guys? Uh one guy that I was – well, we were both probably pr- pretty high on this one. We like the eligibility. And the other one you've been high on is Max Muncy and Gary Sanchez. Yeah, G- uh, Gary Sanchez was profiled on another segment I do, which is conclusively failed. And he has conclusively <laughs> ten failed. Ten hits. Yes, five home runs. That's ten hits. Yeah. And he's batting like 150. So he's either – and he's striking out at even worse rate than he ever has, which is saying something for him. He's got like a 41% whiff rate right now. He's batting, one, he's batting 139. Yep. Yeah, he's a, he's just not existing. He's, he's chasing everything more than ever. It's just like he's totally mailing it in. You're right. He's been really, really, really bad. Yeah. But Max Muncy, Max Muncy's provided some power, and he's walked 19 times, so he gives you an on-base of 320 still, even though he's hitting 189. So yeah. all is not lost. And he's So 19 walks of 32 Ks, I'll, ta- I'll take that. And that means he could get better. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. God, there's just so many guys. I'm just looking at like the ADPs at the start of the season. There's just so yeah. many guys. Jose Altuve's been in the dumper. You know, he's hitting 206. You never thought you'd see that. And maybe he's really been affected by all the negativity. Christian Yelich is still batting under 200. He's got over 100 at bats. He's hitting 196. Yeah, how is that possible? That yeah, that's a Yelich. major. That's why this season is so. It's so jacked up. I mean, this is just bizarre world. So weird. We talk, you know, as we start to get to wrap up the show, we I want to move into a mound visit here. Let's do it. And with this segment, you know, we talk about the mental health aspect of the game. And you have to think when you look at some of these numbers of some of these really elite players like Christian Yelich, who is clearly not a 196 hitter through 100 at bats. That should never happen. And you got to think that it's just the constant strain and the uncertainty of the day-to-day COVID issues, the cancellations of series, the restarting and the stops and other injuries that may have happened because of that too. And you look at people like Dominic Smith, who's balling his eyes out in front of reporters because of the Jacob Blake shooting and the constant brutality of black people by police in this country. You put all that together. And if you never thought that there was any, type of emotion behind the faces and the stats that you see that you scroll through every day as a fantasy manager. This is what it is. These people are real human beings affected by what's going on in the world. And to think that everybody is a heartless bastard like Aubrey Huff is just not true at all. Those people, you know, Aubrey Huff is a scumbag and he actually probably has feelings, but he's really good at hiding them. So all the other players you see right now, they're going through a lot 
And it's very, very difficult for them. And you don't want to feel bad for them because they make a lot of money. And, you know, I guess I understand that. I mean, a human being is still a human being, though, regardless of how much money they make. And that shouldn't determine. It's not their fault. They're in the less than 1% of someone that's as great as they are at the individual thing that they do. There's only, what, 600 players in the major leagues? Yeah, I, I get it. They make a lot of money. But I'm not a part of the shut up and dribble, the shut up and throw the ball, you know, crew that is out there no these yeah. guys are human beings and it's it's something we have stated every week on this podcast when we do our our mound visit and you know we talked about it earlier that it's not just covid now that they're dealing with it's you know specifically the you know specifically with you know black americans that are are, are within you know, actually you know any type of minority and it's affecting you know all types of players within you know, Major League Baseball that are affected, you know, not just by what happened with Jacob Blake, but what happened with George Floyd right before the season and things that have been going on for hundreds of years. And there still isn't any type of legislative change. You know, you're watching these conventions. They're not even talking about any of these things at all. And it's weighing in in on these guys. I mean, you saw when Dominic Smith, Smith last night was just breaking down. It was heartbreaking to watch. Watch him have to go through this. And then you're thinking about these guys. They got to go out and play a baseball game. I mean, Jason Hayward didn't play last night. These guys have families. They want to talk to their, you know, their kids. A lot of these guys have kids. You know, what do you say to your kids? And then you got to go out and you got to play a baseball game. A lot of these players, kids are going back to school, whether they're doing it virtually or they're going into school. So they got all these families they got to worry about as well. So, I mean, there's never going to be a season like this ever again. At least I hope there's never a season like this ever again because it's been a really wacky year. And, I mean, it's it's affected ev- everybody everybody around us. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, yep. it's affected you. It's affected me. Um, Absolutely. You know, it's, it, it's been really, really crazy. And now, you know, these guys are opting out of their games and boycotting. I, I support them doing it. Um, I don't know what type of change that is helping by them boycotting and sitting out you know one to two games i think they absolutely have the right to do it i i appreciate that major league baseball and the nba and, and now hockey is doing it that the that the owners and and the commissioners are the ones that are that are on board and they're supporting this uh but change isn't going to happen by you just sitting out one game you know yeah. I, it hasn't been talked about at all at the legislative level i mean i talked to you before the show how in the hell is there not a body cam in kenosha wisconsin there needs to be body cams on every single officer out there how else are you going to protect yourself once there is a shooting yep it's a fucking crazy world man well i agree it is a mess out there and i wish everybody the best stay safe stay healthy and don't forget that this is the palazzo podcast two l's two z's palazzo podcast on twitter at Palazzo Podcast, Palazzo Podcast, at ProtonMail.com. If you want to send us a shout-out, talk to us about what you heard. Hey, we'd love to hear it. You want to send your trade scenarios, and we would love to break those down for you. We'll tell you what we think of them. We are always ready to talk trades and other people's fantasy teams. Oddly enough, we are very sick individuals, and we find other fascinating, interesting, and curiosities. When it comes I think to evaluating people. other people's trades is more exciting than me making trades. It really is, yeah, because I love yeah, I love being the judge of a trade. It's a lot of fun. So send them in if you want to get some opinions and feedback. We'll definitely do that for you. All right. Thanks for watching, and thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week with Roger Castillo and Marty Tallman from MotorCityBengals.com. I guarantee it. They will be back here on the next week's show. That's it. We're done. See you.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.